0: Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. In this episode, we'll chat with the head of marketing at Blockhouse, Carolyn Rogers. Her focus is on Tezos, a sustainable proof of stake blockchain with a rapidly growing ecosystem of applications. Let's do this. Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. Hi, Minty Self. Hi, Jen How are you? Welcome home. Oh, thank you. It's good to be back. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And I see all your beautiful ladies behind you.
1: Yes. Aren't mm-hmm. they awesome? Hey, I, um, now that I'm home, I can order more and finish filling out the whole wall. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's going to look so great. I cannot I wait mean, to- that is until I get we get our garages in Nitro League, and then we can have them there. And we can...
2: Yeah,
0: I know that's going to be such a cool concept. I can't even like fathom what that's going to be like. It's going to be fun.
1: I know it's it's so cool. So
0: so I'm excited for this episode. It's pretty techy. I'm. It is. It uh, is putting my nerd hat on for this because <laughs> uh, we get pretty into the the gritty details of blockchain and Web three and uh, smart contracts. I'm I'm excited.
1: I am too. And I'm also excited that kind of what came out of this uh, interview was that we're going to do another tutorial on how to even get started with the Tezos blockchain and purchasing NFTs there, which neither of us have done. So we haven't. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that'll exciting. be exciting. I've said this in the previous episodes, I want to expand my use of cryptocurrencies to buy NFTs. I, by and large, stick to Ethereum, some Wax here and there, yep. some Solana there, here and there. But man, like, I would love to kind of diversify my Ethereum blockchains. And Tezos sounds like a perfect opportunity.
1: Yeah, I agree. So I think we should go ahead and, and dive in.
0: Yeah, let's let her in. Okay. All right. Welcome, welcome Carolyn. We are so excited to have you. So tell me a little bit about kind of your background, um, your involvement in the NFT space. We're super excited about NFTs here. So we wanna hear all about Tezos, we're excited.
2: Yes, so um, my name is Caroline Rogers. I am head of marketing at a company called Blockhouse, which is a marketing firm born out of the Tezos ecosystem. Um, So Tezos, the simplest way to describe it is it's a layer one proof of stake blockchain. It's been around, it was first proposed back in 2014. Um, The main chain went live in 2018. And ever since, it's really been growing. The community around it has been growing. Um, And it's actually really seen a burgeoning, especially in the NFT space, in the arts and collectibles space. Um, And so, you know, my role at at Blockhouse is to continue to promote uh, growth and adoption in the ecosystem. Um, And I'm excited to talk to you both about it. Awesome. We tend to...
0: Um, Want to break it down to kind of layman's terms. Um, so, a lot of what you just said, I've been in this space for over now a year, and a lot of what you just said, going to be honest, went a little bit over my head. So, could you kind of break that down to really um, not necessarily your role in marketing, because I think we can apply that um, across all the different genres, but um, really like what Tezos do, does, like what the whole blockchain experience is like?
2: Mm -hmm. Yep, so if we back up and we think to maybe some of the earlier days of the blockchain and crypto space, when Bitcoin was first becoming popular and and well known, and then when um, Ethereum, another blockchain technology, uh, was emerging back around 2014, um, Ethereum really was uh, trying to do something different than Bitcoin, which was for uh, monetary transactions. And Ethereum was trying to allow people to build full applications on top of this technology, this new technology. Um, And and from both of those, those kind of inspired a whole um, slew of of alternative approaches to blockchains, um, different experimentations with different trade-offs. And Tezos, in particular, around that time when it was being envisioned and proposed, was really born out of, the, out of the observation that neither Bitcoin nor Ethereum and most of these other um, blockchain technologies that were being proposed at the time could not upgrade themselves, could not evolve, could not improve over time. They didn't have a mechanism baked into how the software was built to enable it to get better, essentially, um, if the community decided it wanted to do that. So maybe some of your listeners, uh, you know, who've been dabbling in, in Bitcoin and other crypto for a while, uh, you might have heard of the, of the block size wars in Bitcoin. Um, several years ago, there was a dispute among the community of should the block sizes be large or should they be small. Um, in, in the case of Ethereum, you had the the infamous DAO hack several years ago, and uh, famously, Ethereum had to fork um, to. Essentially, reverse that transaction, and there's a faction of of the community that did not believe that that was the right thing to do. Um, so these are all examples of things that can happen when you don't have a way to collectively decide on a path forward for what is essentially a decentralized piece of software. So Tezos was was kind of born out of that observation, um, and it is a smart contract platform. It is a blockchain platform. That allows people to you can both you you can interact with it by buying Tez and and, uh, you know, owning the cryptocurrency itself or you can build applications on it. You can build marketplaces, you can mint NFTs. Um, And so we're seeing a lot of people, a lot of brands, a lot of artists choose Tezos as their kind of blockchain of choice to mint NFTs for a, a number of reasons. Um, One one reason is because they they see the potential for its longevity and the way that it can improve and upgrade. Um, But also that it's because of it, it has a proof of stake design. The consensus mechanism is proof of stake. It's inherently less energy intensive than proof of work models like currently Ethereum. And of course, you know, Bitcoin, Um, you know, we famously hear all of the the energy consumption of the, of the mining rigs, but uh, in a proof of stake design, you're, you're, you're providing your collateral to the network rather than computing power. So it's much less energy intensive. So, you know, we see artists and brands choosing Tezos because it is less of an energy footprint, uh, much more efficient. And, um, and it has that, that kind of built in security and and longevity. That's
1: that's awesome. Um, so I'm looking at the Tezo's website and I see you guys also do um, smart contracts and governance. So tell me a little bit about that because we've talked a little bit about the smart contracts and it's it's interesting to me how they work and, and get um, implemented in different projects. And I've also like I've seen other projects like NFT projects specifically that People can manipulate those smart contracts and potentially do, you know, uh, bad things with it. So I'd I'd love to hear more about what you guys are doing within the smart contracts.
2: Yeah, well, so I'll I'll say um, that Tezos one of the one of the sort of differentiating factors about it is uh, the way that it was designed is in a functional programming sort of sort of way. So it chose um, a function in functional programming lang- language called OCaml as sort of the foundation of the protocol itself. We don't have to delve too much into the technical details, but um, suffice to say that the kind of the, the choice of the design is such that um, it's, it's trying from the get-go to ensure code correctness and sort of the integrity of smart contracts. So it sort of um, originates from that design principle. Uh, and you mentioned governance, um, so the, the way that the governance system works on Tezos, and we've actually, the Tezos ecosystem actually has just uh, concluded its ninth upgrade over the time that it's been live since 2018, uh, which, is, which is pretty impressive for any software project. Um, so as a community, the community has, has proposed and uh, voted on using the on-chain governance mechanism voted on proposals and implemented those technical upgrades and proposals now a total of nine times and it's and sort of hard to overstate how uh, exciting that is from a software development perspective, because really what that represents is kind of the Web three way to do software development. It's like you have disparate groups of people. Um, different teams around the world all thinking about this technology, all working on it, um, and then collectively making a decision, voting on, it, on a proposal, uh, dissecting it, uh, you know, participating in discussions of, around it, and then ultimately voting to, um, to, you know, to pass a proposal or not pass a proposal and, and implementing those changes to the chain. And so actually, as a, as a result of various upgrades over time, uh, the, the protocol, the blockchain itself has become uh, more energy efficient. It's become, uh, it's it's paved the way for more transaction, higher transaction throughput. Uh, and it's ma- been able to make these improvements to itself that um, we have not really seen uh, in, in other uh, ecosystems.
1: That's great because so many people, I feel like, are focused or put their energy towards the, you know, what Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and all that is doing to the environment through the energy consumption
2: yeah absolutely and it, it's a huge concern it 's a valid concern um, that that many people have and especially brands and artists and people who are thinking right. about how they can interact with this technology um, and if you want to ensure that you're doing so in in a way that is more ener- energy efficient um, you know, there are some trade-offs that you, that you may want to make, and you may want to choose a, a blockchain, a foundational technology that aligns with with your values.
0: That's very cool. So if I wanted to um, utilize Tezos for to purchase an NFT, my understanding is that the steps are to create a wallet. I can see that I can do so through your website or through Tezos.com, um, and I'm assuming I need to buy Tez. And um, then at that point, I can go to a marketplace in which you've partnered so that they are hosting your NFTs or NFTs on the Tezos blockchain. Um, am I correct that OpenSea is not
2: part of... Correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Currently not implemented on OpenSea, but other very prominent um, platforms, such as Object.com, Rarible, um, it, Nunk. Um, One one kind of favorite story from the ecosystem about the the art platform, Nunk is that it was, it's sort of a, a poster child for the promise of Web3 and decentralization. It, it's an NFT marketplace that was, um, I believe born out of uh, you know, a hackathon by a, a single developer that wanted to create this, this uh, marketplace. And it really gained a lot of community traction and adoption among, among artists who, who, loved, who loved the platform and were having so much discourse around it um, and, and minting incredible things on it. Um, and, then, uh, and then one day the, the primary developer um, decided not to continue with the website. And, and, you know, there was suddenly this like panic of, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, the, there's there's no website anymore. Um, but it's not that everything was gone. It was it was all still uh, hosted. It was all still available because of uh, the blockchain, because of decentralization. It was not centralized. Actually, you know, it, it wasn't, um, you know, removed from the blockchain. It was not um, on on picket bunk, uh separately. So. The various community groups were able to get together and and um, basically re- resuscitate <laughs> Hick it Nunc in a in uh, on a different website and and uh, get everything back up and running. Uh, all the art was still there, you know. It's it's still working, um, and so that's just kind of a, a fun anecdote of of what decentralization can really mean in this space. Right.
1: right. Uh, so I was going to share my screen here.
0: And that's so interesting you talk about that decentralization, because in my mind, when I first heard about decentralization and that this was, you know, the whole focus of NFTs and cryptocurrencies, my immediate thought was, oh, no, now there's not one account, one uh, company to hold accountable, you know, if something goes wrong. Like, that was my immediate feel, like, how could this be better for the world? And of course, now I've educated myself and I understand and stories like that are exactly one of the benefits of decentralization of, you know, the whole community as a whole can kind of recreate. So it's not necessarily one company and a CEO to hold accountable. It's the whole community um, and those engaging in the blockchain.
2: Yeah, exactly. And of course the the promise of decentralization, it's, it's easy to get caught up in it. Um, And certainly there are cases when you want centralization and there's a reason that it's, you know, the, the primary way to organize people and resources uh, and has been that way for a long time. It's, it, it's very efficient for a lot of things. Um, but when it comes to individual control, um, it, you know, user control, and, and uh, questions around freedom um, and, and kind of power to the people and ability mm-hmm. for communities to organize amongst themselves. Um, there are numerous benef- benefits to decentralization, um, so it's not it's not the cure for everything, but um, it's it's very promising in certain circumstances.
1: So i I wanted to uh, pull up the, your website here. So this is uh, where you would go to look for projects. Are there any
2: in here that that are your favorites that
1: people should oh, be?
2: Well, you you're, you scrolled just past uh, Dogami, which is a fun kind of um, new game that has emerged. Uh, the petiverse—you um, mm-hmm. can have your your pet in uh, like a an NFT pet in the metaverse. Um, I have not played this game yet, but it's oh, game. that looks fun. You know, Jenna and of, I so. are
1: both uh, dog
2: lovers, so yeah, that's <laughs> right. Oh, me my own. too. Me too. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, I I minted my dog as an NFT on on a platform. I don't think anything anybody's bought her. Yes, uh, that's uh, so both. that
1: that is so funny that you say that because that was actually my pretty much my I think it was the first thing that I ever minted. It was actually my dog. I just adopted him almost two years ago. And the first thing that I minted was a picture of him from his first birthday. And yeah, nobody has bought him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he I've, lives in perpetuity on the blockchain. Yes, yes. I've given a few away, you know, of course. <laughs>
2: Yeah. so what which other ones stand out on here let's for see. you uh, let's see gap is is an example of a brand that um, uh, dropped an NFT collection on on the blockchain oh, like gap clothing yeah. yes yes exactly it was um a, a set of collectibles of like different cool uh, like hoodies of different tiers um and and so- certain ones of them would give you access to uh like actual um collectible uh uh-huh. Hoodie, like real life IRL hoodies. Um, So that was a, you know, a great partnership there. Yeah. Um, Interpop uh, is one of the, the, the ones on there. Interpop is a really interesting group of people who are comic fanatics, who have essentially created this comic shop um, on the blockchain. Uh, And these are people who have worked for, DC, Marvel have worked on Batman um, and and are now have now created multiple series of comic books, like fresh new stories um, that are minted as NFTs on the Tezos blockchain. Um, and one of the cool, cool aspects of that is um, in some of their stories, you know, they're, they're They're sequential and and they're they're released um, over a period of time. And if you own uh, a comic, one of the comics as an NFT, you get to vote. You get a say in what might happen in the next in the next installation. So, uh, you know, what should this character do or which character maybe should die or what's, you know, like what big plot point might happen next. So uh, it's a little bit of like choose your own adventure and just a feeling of community and ownership over the story.
1: That's fun, yeah. I love it. Well, what other things do we need to know about Tezos and Blockhouse?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I think um, you know there's several things that we've we talked about already. Um, you know, the fact that Tezos is a uh, an energy efficient blockchain that it has the ability to upgrade itself. Um, so, you know, we, our, our community, our ecosystem believe this, it's going to be a, around for a long time for that reason, because it, it has this built-in mechanism to keep getting better. Uh, we kind of like to joke that it's like the Megatron of blockchains it will it can, it can absorb the best research and ideas that are constantly emerging in this space, um, and, and incorporate it as the community sees fit. So that's really exciting. Um, uh, you know, as you, you've seen, there's, there's brands that are choosing Tezos to mint NFT collections, even ones that we, we at Blockhouse and our, uh, you know, people within our community have not necessarily like had any contact with. They just, they just choose it because, uh, you know, they, it aligns with their values. Um, Guerlain, the, the, the French beauty brand, uh, the perfume house recently announced a, an NFT collection of crypto bees, um. Which has the the nice um it's it's actually going to help rewild a portion of france um uh, and and you know revive the ecosystem of of you know so many acres of of land um so you know there's there's ways that you can interact new ways that you can interact with brands that you that you care about um, and causes you can support via nfts which is which is very exciting so um, I think we're going to continue to see more of that kind of activity, of course, on, in, in the technology itself. Because of this, up, the upgrade mechanism, um, we're going to see more technological improvements, higher throughputs, higher transaction speeds, um, and just hopefully continuation of, of the, the trajectory we've seen in the last year, which is uh, a lot, of, lot more contract calls on the main nets, more projects cropping up, and just more cr- progress in the community overall. Do
1: you have anything that you can share with us that has been announced or about to be announced that is coming soon?
2: Well, I, I can't spill any uh, too many beans, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, I will say that there there are going to be new ways to um, to participate in the Tezos ecosystem from like a decentralized finance perspective. Um, I think we're going to see a uh, an increase in decentralized finance opportunities around Tezos in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had a lot of exciting partnerships in the past year with major, uh, major brands and, and sports teams like uh, Manchester United, um, you know, racing teams, McLaren Racing, Red Bull Racing. And I think what we're going to continue to see there is just um, an expansion of how they engage with their fan bases mm-hmm. using – using web three, using NFTs, using this new technology. So um, I'm very excited for what's to come. Yeah. That's awesome. Well,
0: we'll be watching.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. I'm actually, I'm going to go take a closer look because it's funny because I've heard about you. I remember hearing about Tezos like years ago and then never really pursued or, you know, like, I guess, uh, looked into it. And now I'm like I'm interested to go take a closer look and see what projects you have out there and
2: and dive into
1: it because yeah,
2: that, that's awesome. So that's we love to hear. Yeah, you know it's it's um it's definitely grown in uh, adoption and awareness even over the last year year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it was quietly sort of building uh, and growing since 2018, but it's really taken off uh, more more recently and. And in fact, these days, uh, it's consistently the the second most talked about uh, blockchain huh. it, for NFTs behind Ethereum. So we love huh. to see that momentum. And uh, yeah, I definitely encourage people. Maybe to-
1: maybe what we'll have yeah. to do, GenFT, is do maybe we'll do a tutorial about getting started. And then we could have you back on the show to help us walk through everything and make sure we're not missing anything. <laughs> would love would love to do that yeah okay. that sounds great that'd be awesome. awesome yeah very cool all right well thank you so much carolyn for being on the show today we really appreciate it
2: thank you both for having me
1: yeah. so was that nerdy enough for you Jen ft i <laughs>
0: i'm totally <laughs> geeking out right now it's so cool she's obviously so brilliant and uh i mean it's it's such a different um, kind of level that I'm used to engaging because I'm I'm so new to the space and a lot of right. this stuff does go over my head. It but, was um, definitely
1: very techy, and yeah. but I, I still think I'm I'm excited about diving in to the Tezos system and learning more about it and you know setting up the wallet and seeing how hard or easy it is to purchase NFTs on yeah. on that chain. I think the first thing I'm doing is I'm getting
0: that dog in the metaverse. And oh, definitely. Like,
1: There's like, no doubt about it.
0: <laughs> she immediately. I don't know if she just knows us that well or could just vibe off of our energy, right. our dog mom energy. But yeah. I was like immediately, like, yes, that is exactly yeah. what I, I, I,
1: I know. Go. I was so I was so happy that's where she went first. Yeah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed that chat with Carolyn as well. And as always, be sure to follow us on all the socials. You can find us at the Nifty Chicks, at the N-I-F-T-Y Chicks, C-H-I-C-K-S. And be sure to subscribe and hit that bell so you are notified whenever we have a new episode available. And also, I wanted to add in there to be sure to go leave us a review on wherever it is that you listen to podcasts.
0: Yeah, that's right. And we also want to hear feedback. You know, don't be afraid to give Absolutely. us both positive, but also negative feedback. If you want to hear more of something or less of something, just let us know. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Nifty Chicks. Uh, always remember, invest in yourself. You are worth it.